0: This economic report is sponsored by Rick Kalb, Wealth Management Advisor with Northwestern Mutual since 1983, on Spring Street in Nevada City. Rick,
1: K-A-L-B dot com. Well, it's time for this week's Financial News with Gary Zimmerman. Some big news, Gary. Tell us about it.
0: (laughs) Well, Paul, let's uh, start with the real big surprise from the labor market, September labor market data uh, released last week showed payroll job numbers rose by 336,000 jobs. That increase was about double what most analysts were expecting to see. So you can see it was a pretty big shock. And unfortunately, the markets generally took it in stride. Uh, On the other side of that big increase in payroll jobs, um, the civilian unemployment rate remained unchanged at 3.8%. Still, three point eight percent is you know a little below what most economists and most fed policymakers consider to be full employment for the u s. economy. So you know labor markets remain very tight. Um and that of course, raises concerns about potential increases in wages, although the wage numbers weren't going up as as fast because increases in wages could add to inflation um at a time when the Fed is trying to lower inflation, trying to do it without creating a recession.
1: Complicated stuff, Gary. (laughs) It's all—it's all like walking on a tightrope somehow. But uh, okay, Gary. So it does not look like the payroll job market has slowed down much. How does the three hundred and thirty-six thousand new payroll jobs in September compare with average monthly payroll increases in past years?
0: Oh, good question, Paul. (laughs) You're right on target here. at a time when most economists were expecting the number of new jobs added each month would continue to fall, um, you know, that was in large part because of the Fed raising interest rates to slow economic growth, to lower inflation towards the Fed's 2% inflation goal. Um, instead, you get this number of new jobs surging in September and you get big upward revisions to the July and August job increases. So now in the past three months, the economy added Almost 800,000 new jobs, and that's robust job growth in any circumstance. Um, for comparison purposes, uh, the period from you know with most of the expansion, uh, prior expansion uh, from 2010 to 2019, before you know COVID hammered the economy, the average monthly job increase was only about 183,000 jobs a month. And you know, again, looking at just the nine months in the and through September in 2023, the economy has you know been adding about 260,000 jobs a month. So, you know, that's a big, big surprise, and you know, is a warning for the Fed that the labor market may not be slowing as fast and as much as they would like to see it slow. Um, Particularly since the unemployment rate is at very low levels, Um, and we're now expecting a pretty strong third quarter real gross domestic product growth number. So, you know, that that's a concern for the Fed that, you know, the economy may not be slowing down enough to to bring the inflation numbers down.
1: So it sounds like it's good news and bad news both. Yes.
0: Yeah. It's a tightrope problem.
1: (laughs) Gary, uh, what about the population of the U.S.? Out of the population, how many workers and jobs are there today? Oh, Paul,
0: there are about 335 million um, Americans, um, according to the Census Bureau. Um, In um, September of 2023, the U.S. civilian labor force was about half of that uh, total. Um, That that includes both people that are employed and unemployed. Um, The other half of the population is retirees, children, Handicapped and institutionalized folks, farm workers, discouraged workers, people who've dropped out of the labor force, and persons ser- serving in the military. Um, so, you know, out of out of that um, population figure, the non-farm payroll employment number was almost 157 million jobs. You know, or just under 47 percent of the population.
1: Well, okay, we're still adding jobs, but but has the labor market finally made up for the millions of lost jobs caused by COVID and supply chain disruptions in 2020? Uh, Let me put it another way Have we added payroll jobs compared to the pre COVID job peak?
0: Yes, Paul, the economy has more than made up for the approximately 22 million lost jobs in the spring of 2020 when the COVID pandemic was at its worst. Uh, for example, the US, uh, in Payroll employment numbers in September hit a record 156.9 million uh, workers, and that was up 4.5 million payroll jobs since the pre-COVID peak. You know, and in fact, just in 2023, um, the payroll job numbers are up 2.3 million. Um, so, you know, we've certainly reached that peak um, and and surpassed it by a lot. Um,
1: Okay, Gary, do you think this recent upturn in job growth will affect Federal Reserve monetary policy decisions after the huge September increase that we're just finding out about in payroll jobs? Do you think the Fed policymakers will be more likely to raise their target interest rates again to help drive inflation down over the next couple of years?
0: Oh, yes, I do uh, think that it will affect monetary policy. My sense is that the Fed policymakers will likely choose to raise their target interest rate at least one more time this year following the big September jobs report. Um, and, And in fact, several Fed policymakers have already made Public comments suggest to me, like they w- should, that we should be expecting another short-term interest rate increase, probably after their, you know, early November meeting, as you know, the Fed can, seeks to continue to slow the economy and the labor markets, <laughs> and lower inflation, but do so doing so without a, a recession. You know, the Fed, you know, I think s- certainly is tasked with and need, needs to continue to reduce inflationary pressures in most measures of inflation. Uh, rates remain in the three and a half to four and a half percent range today. Over the past year, uh, that's much better than inflation rates of seven to nine percent at the peak. Um, but you know, four percent is still well above the Federal Reserve's two you know, percent inflation goal.
1: One last question, Gary. Um, With the continued tight labor market and the 336,000 new jobs added in September, does that suggest that the Fed intends to keep interest rates at their current or maybe even higher level uh, into next year, well into next year?
0: Yes, Paul. Judging again from the policymaker's recent statements and from the policy statement after the last meeting, as well as their um, September Fed policymaker projections for the year 2024, you know, I think even though that was done even before the surprise surge in new payroll jobs in September, I think the Fed is likely to take a more hawkish policy stance towards inflation as a result of that sort of upturn in the labor market. Um, You know, and this, you know, (laughs) That you know that includes another 2023 target interest rate increase and, and likely suggests that they'll continue to implement policies like keeping interest rates higher um, for a longer period of time to sort of gauge, give them time to gauge how fast and how low inflation rates are falling and you know have a better sense of what we're. They are how, how they're succeeding on the inflation goal before they begin to lower their interest rate targets, probably sometime in um, 2024.
1: Gary, thanks a lot. And we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Lots of news today.
0: Okay. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome.
1: Gary Zimmerman is a retired senior economist for the Federal
0: Reserve Bank of San Francisco and is currently a visiting professor at the Vienna University of Economics and Business in Austria. He teaches courses in economics and finance.